Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Mile podcast. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Upspace Fitness. How was your weekend? My mother-in-law was out here from Ohio for about three weeks, and she just left this past Saturday, and I miss her so much. She was such a huge help with the baby these last few weeks as he has gotten closer to the end of the fourth trimester, and he's you know, over those weeks that she was here, he has just gotten older and been sleeping better. But until, well, still now he, he takes very short naps, but she was willing to sit and hold him and do contact naps, like literally all day, every day, if that's what we wanted. And we took advantage and he got great sleep and she got all the the grandma cuddles. And it was just huge because otherwise I would have to wear him for a lot of his naps. And it just keeps me free to do a little bit more around the house and get to the gym, get some exercise and go to a coffee shop and get some writing done for the podcast. So um, she was just a huge help these last few weeks. And I so appreciate that. Let's talk goal setting. I want to share a few things that I hope will help you when it comes to setting goals, because while I think we all have really great intentions with setting goals, believe it or not, you might be doing a few things wrong or that are hindering you from seeing the progress you want, or that may be keeping you from actually getting to your goal. And if it's been a while since you've set a goal for yourself, I hope this episode serves as just a little nudge to go ahead and do that. I think that having something to work towards, whether it's small, whether that's a personal goal, or um, maybe it's a team goal at work, it gives you a sense of, of drive and excitement and something to work towards that I think helps drive other 
healthy habits and, and other goals in other areas of your life. So the first common mistake I see in goal setting is that people set unrealistic goals. Listen, I am all about dreaming big, and I think it is important to have a vision for your life and a vision for where you are headed. But there's a difference between what your goals should be and what your vision is. Think about your vision as something you see with a telescope. You look through it to see something that's far away, and you can see it very vividly and clearly when you look through that telescope. That's how your vision should be when it comes to your life or your business or any long-term goals. We'll call them goals, right? They are goals, but this is more of like a vision. What do you see when you look at yourself in 5, 10, 20 years down the road from now? What type of house do you envision? Where is it? Are there kids in the picture? Do you see yourself making a certain amount of money and living a lifestyle that aligns with it? And then when you think about your goals, consider those the mile markers on your way to your big vision. Your goals are your North Star to the life you want. And whether you hit them or not, you're moving in the right direction with purpose bursts of intensity and dedication. But I think sometimes we get the two mixed up and set goals that are too big or unrealistic. There's a fine line because I don't want to discourage you from setting big goals because I believe big goals stretch you far beyond the effort you'd put in by setting the bar lower, knowing it's something you can reach. But when a goal is too big or takes too long to reach, What happens is that most people lose steam along the way or they get discouraged if they feel like they're not on track to meet this big goal. It is much more effective for most people to set shorter term goals and then set another one after that and another one after that. So have a clear vision, but make your goals very specific and a little bit more time relevant. The second common mistake I see a lot of the times is that You don't focus on the right things. In my early 20s, I used to have what I would consider a somewhat toxic relationship with exercise. I used to use exercise as a form of punishment for what I ate. And I was always trying to make up for cheat meals or binge eating on the Stairmaster or the elliptical. I really thought that I needed to spend an hour or however long sweating and burning calories to make up for the things that I ate. I would also have really shallow goals, like wanting to look good in a bathing suit for vacation or wanting to be a certain weight. But ironically, I'd get to that weight and still always would see my flaws or the ways I wanted to improve even more. It took me a long time to realize that there is no such thing as arriving at body image happiness when it's attached to a number, because the number is arbitrary. It wasn't until I started to love the process instead of being obsessed with my results that things began to shift for me. If you don't love your body and if you're not grateful for it and take care of it like it's the only home you'll ever get to live in, then you're going to find your satisfaction with how you look to be fleeting. And a lot of the time, I feel like we don't even appreciate it when we do arrive at the body we want or at the weight number we want. I remember being in Cancun after I graduated college, feeling pretty good about myself, but still wanting to be thinner or look a certain way. 
And then years later, I looked back on those photos being like, damn, I looked good. Right? Like we've all had those moments where you look back and you're like, gosh, I wish I would have just appreciated the shape I was in instead of thinking that I needed to be better in some capacity. Body dysmorphia is a real stealer of joy. Let me tell you. So the same goes for the goals you set. When you're focused on the wrong thing, it's not going to be the motivating force that drives lasting change. Want to know the most underrated form of self-care? Sleep. I am all about prioritizing sleep as a part of my self-care. And since we spend a third of our lives in bed sleeping, I love luxury bedding. Cozy Earth is my go-to brand when it comes to all things bedding, and I especially love their best-selling bamboo sheets. They're temperature-regulating and incredibly soft. They're the first sheets I've used where I can feel a noticeable difference every time I get into bed. Snuggle up this Valentine's Day in Cozy Earth bamboo sheets. You can thank me later. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer specifically for my listeners, so you can enjoy 35% off your entire online order when you use code MINDSETMILE. Enjoy! And hear me out. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look good. But it took me a while to realize that when I felt good, that's when I looked my best. And feeling good encompassed eating well, sleeping well, drinking plenty of water, being disciplined with how I spent my time and with whom I spent it with. But when I focused on how I felt, in turn, it was the best shape I ever got into. This is just one example in my own life where I was focused on the wrong thing. I made the goal something that wasn't going to get me past the finish line and stay past it. So when you think about your goals, think about them holistically. If you have a social marketing business, your current goal might be to earn the next promotion, but instead think about the goal in terms of how many people on your team you can help promote because a rising tide raises all ships. And when the people on your, in your business and in your organization are promoting, guess what? Then you promote too. Or if your goal is to make more money, money is nice, but you'll always want to make more money. What's something the amount of money you want to make will allow you to do? Reshift the goal to be, I want to afford to shop all organic grass-fed food, or I want to be able to afford this size mortgage and still have money left over to do XYZ with my family every month or every year. If your goal is to lose weight, make it about fitting into your clothes better, getting better sleep, thinking more clearly, and feeling confident about yourself. Don't those things sound so much more valuable than a number on a scale? And number three, a common mistake I see in goal setting is that there is not a timeline for the goal. It's important to set a deadline for yourself, something that will hold you accountable to work with a sense of urgency. Otherwise, you'll just be kind of floating along with no real sense of when you need or want to reach your goal by. And this will be goal specific, of course, but put yourself on a timeline that's really going to stretch and push you. Because most of the time for most people, whatever time you allow yourself, you'll take it. It doesn't matter what the thing is. It could be something mundane that doesn't require a ton of time, or it could be a minimum amount of work you set for yourself weekly that you want to get done for your business. You will usually take the full amount of time you give yourself. So if you give yourself the goal of getting this done in one week, you're usually going to take 
the full week. So when we apply this towards a more realistic timeline or or real goal, for example, if you have this goal to lose 10 pounds and you set a goal of doing that in one year, that's good, but it doesn't really require that much time and you can accomplish the same goal within six months or even four months, depending on your plan. But if you give yourself a year, you're likely going to lose interest and focus on what you're working towards. There's no set or wrong or right time for unique goals, but it's going to be up to you to determine a manageable timeline, but yet one that you know will force you to work with focus and energy. So those are the three common mistakes in setting goals, setting unrealistic goals, setting goals that are not focused on the right things, and not setting a timeline or a deadline for when you want your goal to be hit or accomplished. I hope the tips in this episode served you big and that you find them really applicable and helpful next time you go and sit down to write your goals. Please send this to someone that can also use these tips in setting goals. And please tag me in your social media stories or in your posts so I can see which episodes you're loving. You can find me on Instagram at Aisha Zaza. I can't wait to see you next week. And until then, make it a great day.